Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian, a mom, and a strong woman extraordinaire. You have probably, hopefully, if not, why not, seen her comedy special, I'm Crowning, And I say why not, because it's available on Amazon, Vudu, and Comcast, just to name a few of the many platforms. So you should definitely check it out, even if you already have. Gets better with every viewing, and it is always better to have her on the show with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Liz Stewart, welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, if you haven't seen my special by by this time, and you're a regular listener, like, just stop what you're doing. Put this on pause. <laughs> let it play in the background. I get paid for every time you watch it, but it's free for you. Like it, it, it's it's almost like I feel like it's like the uh, watch my special is kind of like the wear a mask of uh, <laughs> uh, of this podcast. <laughs> it's like I say it every time. If you haven't done, I mean, it's your patriotic duty to watch my special. Um, uh, yeah, okay, thank you. I would say so. Uh, <laughs> Support supporting women in the arts. Uh, more uh, now than ever. Now more uh, than ever? Whatever. Uh, well, Liz, great to have you with us today. Thank you, so thank you so much for being here. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. How to the people, Dave? It's good that I was able to get Betsy fixed and worked on so I can be here to be with you guys, you know. Yeah, a little uh, little car trouble happening. Everything everything good on the automotive front? Uh, as long as we got, well, I found out what the thumpity thumpity thump was. Uh, I had, uh, When I had to hit my brakes one time uh, on the freeway to avoid an accident, you know, you go, oh, yeah. it, I burned down one, I guess, one of my tires and... You get that flat spot in there, and uh-huh. so that's yeah. how you get. So it's either replace the tire, brakes are fine, and I gotta eventually go get a smog check because she's got two hundred eighty-two thousand miles on her. So it is the time. Well, uh, but glad, yeah, it's good. Glad everything worked out, and great to have you with us today. Me, I'm Doctor David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse, and it has been a busy week in the news. So we do have a lot to talk about. But first, a brief message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. 
Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community Spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using Community Spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community Spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth it's like there's nothing there. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. Well, speaking of time, it is the 14th Saturday of the new year, and being the 4th of April, that also means it's World Party Day, not uh, not the band, World Party, but there you have it, uh, National Tweed Day, National Find a Rainbow Day, National Chocolate Moose Day, and National Love Our Children Day. Three guesses which one Matt Gates is most likely to celebrate, of course, in years when he's not under investigation for sex trafficking minors. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we will be talking uh, oh. about Matt Gates a little bit later in the broadcast. But for now, we are 73 days into the Biden administration. And as of today, we've got... Timpany. 553,554 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 30,631,700 confirmed cases with about 101.8 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 58 million of them fully vaccinated. And I got to say, having joined the fully vaccinated, at least in terms of the shot this week, I am uh, I am proud to be a statistic. Got me the uh, the Johnson and Johnson. And I got to say, for for folks who think this is going to be difficult, it was surprisingly easy. I thought it was going to be like buying concert tickets, you know, where you got to get onto the website and, you know, have your finger over the mouse button, ready to just refresh it multiple times until something comes up. And here in California, they open up the vaccinations to anyone over the age of 50. So finally, uh, a benefit to being an old fuck. But I figured, okay, this is going to open up at midnight. And I went on the website at like 10 till and what you know did the the screening hey do you have any of these conditions nope how old are you oh hey yeah you're eligible and when i went on it went to the uh city college of la site and there were appointments all day long so really simple i've heard they they release more appointments at night later on in the day so might be worth staying up a little late to to do it for for Johnson and Johnson one shot you know two days later arm still hurts uh i i am a little more sluggish than usual at least in movements you know been uh, been a little tired easily fatigued so uh that seems to be kind of going away of course i drink in order 
an inordinate amounts of coffee regardless. Uh, so that may have something to do with why, why it's going away. But well, you know, the old, uh, the old Biden, uh, you know, the guys, how, how long did you say he's been in office? Uh, 73 days, 73 days. And within two weeks, everybody in America can get a shot. Yeah. Everybody. There, there won't be a spot that you can't go and get one. Now, if you don't want it, then that's fine. And well. Then, you know, we'll have to deal with all the conspiracy <laughs> theories and, well, look at there. You know, I didn't have to be like everybody else. No one's taking my freedom. I don't understand where freedom and getting a shot has come in. But uh, I think, as I've always said, that the pandemic exposed uh, so much about who, who we are yeah, yeah. in our society. They, they worry about cancel culture or whatever, but what, you know, what, what culture is being canceled? You know, what's being, what's being well, canceled I, about getting a shot. And I did have a throat, throat culture scheduled for later this month that I had, I, I didn't cancel it. I postponed it. So I guess I'm part of culture postponement, uh, culture. Yeah. Uh, but like polio, you know, <laughs> polio got canceled. Marco yeah. Polio, yeah. You know, fucking liberals in their science. Yeah, let's you know? you know, let's all get together and cancel the virus. I think uh good good point, Liz. Good parallel. Yeah, I mean even Mitch McConnell, you know, like uh you know, uh, uh you know, Emperor Palpatine, you know, um he even he got the vaccination because he's like, Yo, I had polio when I was a kid, it almost killed me. Um, not messing uh, around with coronavirus. By the way, just uh, shout out polio. Try harder next time. Uh, <laughs> could have saved us a lot of trouble, polio. Uh, I blame I blame you. But no, I, I think one of the things that's interesting is, you know, you see a lot of these, uh, I, I would say, you know, because there are some on the on the left and the, the far left, but most of the anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists are are firmly on the right. You okay there, Liz? Oh God, you can hear me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing crunches. Oh. Um. So. <laughs> I'm like I, 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 I had it on mute. I um, thought I thought maybe we were getting y'all hot and bothered with our with our talk about uh, right wing malfeasance, but I think oh my gosh, there's nothing quite like it. You know, it's like it's like panty drop. You know, uh, when I hear about fucking idiots. Uh, well, I think I think the interesting thing is you're seeing like all this anti-vaccine and conspiracy sentiment coming from the right, and these people who want to benefit from herd immunity that is only going to happen if a majority of the people get vaccinated. So these folks who generally love to, to point at minorities and poor white folks I mean, and blame all these, well, they like, they like to call them takers. And these people are, are taking from the system. They're welfare Queens. They don't add anything to, you know, they don't, they don't do anything to help. All they want to do is take, take, take. Well, I, I mean, the the facts involved in in that assertion are are virtually you know non-existent. But I think it's interesting that the people who most often like to bitch about these people who are just takers are the same ones that are are trying to be just that when it well, comes they, to the vaccine the biggest, and the herd immunity. The biggest hypocrites that, that yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, they have they have you know when they. Uh, were hollering, you know, for black folks to be hit welfare queens. 
there were more white people on welfare than blacks. Welfare wasn't even created for black people. It was created for white people. And they've complained about everything. They don't, if you, even if they saw racism, they say that there is no race. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, but you know, what do you got to bitch about? Now it's, you know, um, you know, Derek Chauvin put a knee on a black man, but yet Calvin Kaepernick was dis dishonoring the flag by taking a knee. Just taking a knee, and but yet you 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 rush to capital, but that ain't no no. Calvin Kaepernick, he, he's not a patriot. But the motherfuckers who are burning down the capital, they're patriots. Oh, you can get a vaccination, but all oh, the vaccines ain't shit. But yet Trump gets his vaccination while he's hiding. Yeah. And Melania, oh, Melania got hers too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. said they kill me, and now his own people. Won't get a vaccination. They're like, fuck that. I ain't getting no fucking goddamn vaccine. They're not going to take my freedom. Yeah. And once again, you know, the, the problem is, and we've said this on this show multiple times before, if, if they were engaging in ignorant behavior, which includes not getting vaccinated when you can, not wearing a mask, and they just kept the disease amongst themselves and it killed them off, that would be fine by me. You know, if, if you want to die and, and kill your own kind because of ignorance, that's up to you. If, if y'all want to be ignorant, be ignorant and die together, go for it. But it's not limited to their crowds. So this, this is a problem. And, you know, there's talk about vaccine passports, you know, everyone, uh, everyone who gets vaccinated, you get your white card. And time, and I don't know if uh, they went over this when, when you got your shots, but you know, there's, there's going to be basically like a digital, not, not necessarily a passport, but confirmation that you have gotten I vaccinated. Saw that yeah. I saw that and they, that. so they, like the woman who is checking, uh, checking me in when I, when I got my shot showed that to me and, you know, I've been checking my email frantically. I, I don't know if that comes you know, within days after getting the shot or if they wait until the two-week period when you're supposed to be, you know, fully vaccinated, uh, letting the vaccine have its way with your system. But, uh, you know, we'll have that. And there are a lot of people, particularly these conspiracy theorists on the right, who are complaining about the, the idea of vaccine passports, that people who uh, can prove that they've been vaccinated will have more access to, you know, bars, restaurants, concerts, uh, going places, not having to take all of the precautions necessarily that people who are unvaccinated would have to. And again, this goes back to the whole taker mentality. You know, it's like, okay, so you guys want the benefits, but you don't want to do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, as well, like, like the people who have their vaccine should have greater access. And I say this as a person who has not had my vaccine yet. Um, like, uh, I'm waiting my turn, you know? Like, yeah. uh, um, uh, I hear rumors of how I can get my vaccine. But uh, before the show, I was saying there, it's kind of like these urban legends of, like, <laughs> like if you... If you go to Chatsworth in the middle of the night, there's a guy standing on a corner 
giving out vaccines and he has a, a hook for a hand. And then when you get in your car, the hook will be hanging from your rear view mirror. And my husband is like, we've got to get a vaccine. We're the only people we know who uh, haven't lied their way or, uh, into like jump the line or waited their turn. And it is their turn because they're like, you know, work at like an, you know, a restaurant or a medicinal marijuana dispensary or like, uh, you know, taking care of old people, you know, right. or they're, they're a nurse. Right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so like, like he's like, we've got to go to Chatsworth. And I'm like, we have two <laughs> weeks to wait. And, um, it's a two hour drive with a four year old in the back seat each way, you know, so that's four hours in the car with Ripley being like, please, somebody play with me. And she can't even get the vaccine. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm like, we just have two weeks. Hold on, you know, and then when we get our vaccine, I expect us to have full access. I want to go to a Foo Fighters concert. I want to fucking slam dance. I want to fucking jump off. I want to stage dive. I want to do all the shit that could have severely injured me when I was a teenager. And, and I want to do it <laughs> See, now. Maybe, when I, maybe this is why they're opening it up to people over 50, because it's like <laughs> when you get to the, that age or a certain age, you know, for some of us it happens earlier, but the idea of stage diving is is a lot more attractive than the actual stage diving itself. Oh my gosh! I've, every time I stage dive, I have been I, I I get fingers in all my holes. You know what I mean? Like uh, and like I came out of a mosh pit once after stage diving, and I and and my shirt was gone. How the fuck did that happen? I'm never stage diving again. But the idea, like, right. if we're like a bunch of like you know, like woke vegans who are like women's rights or human's rights, you know, I totally stage dive over that, but it's usually like a bunch of drunk, you know, drunk dudes who are like, Oh woman, let's grab her. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, they're usually big enough to like catch me, which is very nice. Thank you for letting me hit the ground. But, uh, was that a beer bottle in my ass? I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, so, so, so like, um, uh, yeah, I mean, so right now I'm perfectly fine waiting my turn because, like, we, you know, we have people who have jumped the line, and I'm like, dude, you have no honor, you know, because like it's very easy to have honor when there's nothing on the line, but if you're a white guy, not in an essential worker, going to Compton to take a vaccine and lie about your health conditions and yeah. take a vaccine from a person of color who probably has a lower income than you do because Compton is not a wealthy area and I'm not casting aspersions. It's just, you know, if you look up the, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, if no, you no. look up the These average income for Compton, it's going to be significantly lower than the Hollywood Hills where you live, Jason. Um, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but this is a purely hypothetical. Uh... <laughs> dead because he had no honor. He had no uh, you know, and now God our friend watching. Walter got it. <laughs> Um, and he's black and his, you know what I mean? Well, he and got, so like, he got COVID, not, not, the, got COVID. not the shot. He got COVID and now he has to wait until after he recovers. And then, and then, uh, and, and you have to wait a couple of months after you recover in order to get the, uh, the vaccine. And I'm like, just, can everybody just fucking stop being an asshole? And just, no, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Because it just opens up. It, it really exposes that liberty shit is it? No, it's it shows how selfish. I'm not. I mean, I mean, we got people who are helping give out food and everything, but this pandemic is really 
expose so much about Americans and you and they're going to cheat. They always do. They've yeah. never done the, and they're the main ones bitching saying that it's the American taking way. something from them. They yeah. Keep, they keep and so it, they and yet they're constantly cheating. Go to Compton and take something from someone else. So that makes no sense at all. Plus, I got to say, you know, for, for most of the country, shit's not open yet. So what are, what are you getting your vaccine now? So you can get into nothing. There's nowhere to go. However, uh, very, <laughs> very excited that as of April 15th, uh, which is when I will be considered fully vaccinated because two weeks after I got my shot on the first, uh, and I was I was very pleased to know that there was there was no April Fool's Day uh, pranking going on. Like, you know, I, I half expected to to get my shot and then have the the National Guardsmen go, wait, Gorilla Glue, how'd that get in there, uh, or you know something? But there was there was none. <laughs> but uh, as of April fifteenth, uh, concert venues uh, in Los Angeles will be allowed to open at limited capacity, and you know there are. Like everyone who gets in will be, will have to be masked, you know, so there are still precautions that need to be taken, but I mean, God, the, the last show I went to was two days before the shutdown. It was, it was March 11th and it was a really, really weird vibe that night. Uh, but I am, I am very excited to be able to go see bands go support local artists and like you said you know and i guess technically they are a local artist but even you know the bigger touring acts like the foo fighters um who are amazing if you haven't seen them live highly recommend it when when they're touring again and when when we're able to but uh yeah just shout out to dave grohl for for being an incredible joy machine that guy, like, mm-hmm. there there are some performers, like Dave Grohl, Tony Bennett, multiple others, but those are the first two that come to mind for me, who, when you see them performing on stage, they are having so much fucking fun. And it's, I, I have often, uh, I don't know, I've never seen Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i suppose that you know at this age he's just happy to be performing um but it's it's you know i've I'm often alive. i've often scoffed at the the cliche enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm but when you see someone like tony bennett or dave Grohl performing you cannot help but fucking enjoy yourself and so i look forward to that again and i think with you know so many bands that haven't been able to play. Uh, I just saw uh, some friends of mine play uh, a couple of weeks ago. They did like a video show from the Redwood downtown here in LA. Shout out to the pretty flowers. Great show. And you know, it's gotta be weird. Like playing with your band in, in a room, even if it is a, a music venue where there's no one there except like a camera person and your sound guy uh, or sound woman don't want to you know but to to be able to you you. know and i mean for us as comedians uh i mean i already generally have contempt for audiences so not going to be that much of a change but the the joy of being able to get out and perform and whether it's music or or comedy to to be able to 
do your artistic expression as it was meant to be done in front of a crowd. So we're getting closer and I am, I'm very, very excited about that. But I think one of the, one of the things that I think is interesting with the arguments against vaccine passports is I've heard uh, Republican and conservative uh, government officials and quote unquote pundits saying that they don't they don't want vaccine passports to exist because there's a long history of things like vaccine passports being used to discriminate against people. And when I heard that argument, I'm thinking, well, you know, this country also has a long history of guns being used to kill innocent people. So should we get rid of guns? Well, that'll never happen. Yes. Well, exactly. But it's the same logic that they're trying to use. I guess they hate safety. You know, this is, this is the what whole thing. If, what if you can't get a gun unless you have a vaccine? That I, you know, I would say let's let's just go to bullets, because <laughs> there are a large number of existing gun owners who don't want to get the vaccine. On the, well, on we the take uh, your you guns know, if you don't uh, get the vaccine. You know, speaking of the gun thing, did you did, on the Flipboard? Did you see the um, uh, the kid who uh, the, the the parents thought he was going to bed, and the dad was a gun owner, and uh, he was um, you know they thought the son had went to bed. And apparently he went up and got the key from the gun for the gun locker off the off the top of the shelf and went in his room with his dad three fifty seven and blew his brains out at eleven years old. Kids. And, and so now the parents because the parents are still watching TV and uh, and then they're going, What was that? Did you hear something? Yeah. And the kid had put the three fifty seven to his head and blew his head off. And they're now, you know, you know, the dad was thinking that the mom's going to blame him. And he taught the kid how to shoot guns, taught him about safety, same way he was brought up. But they didn't see that coming. Huh? And, he, and she had a she had a tough pregnancy with him, with that kid. And when they finally, mm-hmm. you know, she had the baby and, you know, the parent and everything. And you just don't know. You know, but like you said, the, and I just say that, that, you know, they're, they're talking about the whole gun thing. Who would have thought 11-year-old going to blow his brains out? After watching cartoons. Well, you know what? I think, you know, and I don't want to get into the whole, you know, oh, social media is evil. But, you know, 11-year-olds today, you know, you, you said the the dad, you know, taught the kid to shoot guns, raised him like he was raised. Well, the world is not the same as it was when we were young, you know. And I think, you know, social media is a big part of that with kids these days. Like when, when I was 11 years old, you had to go to school or hang out in the neighborhood after school or on weekends to get bullied. Now, you know, with, with social media and cell phones, they, the bullying comes right to you no matter where you are. They'll send you a note. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, kicking your ass after school. Well, they used to do that. You'd get something in your name. locker, but usually it was, you know. I mean, if you're if you're challenging someone to a fight with a note, first of all, not not the most literate people uh, that were starting fights when I was growing up. So there was that <laughs> aspect. But also, it's like no, if you're if you're gonna like be enough of and you know a man to to start a fight, 
uh, then you you do it in person. You make the challenge in person, you know. But now, eh, you know, why? So why do why do kids commit suicide at, at greater rates uh, today than they did when we were young? Who knows? Total mystery. Ah, I I have no clue. But I and you know, as long as we're uh, on the tangent of of gun violence, uh, we are not the first ones to say it uh, here on this show. But I think. You know, on, on the topic of getting through the the uh, the pandemic and people getting vaccinated, you can tell that the pandemic is winding down because we are back to uh, having mass shootings. So, uh, hooray, America! We had a we had another one uh, just this week in in Orange County. Yes, and he shot a nine year old. Yeah, well, you know, nine year olds shouldn't have been in that office anyway. <laughs> Watch it, Dave. Watch it, Dave. <laughs> that kid had no business going to work that early. Um, Haven't we had three mass shootings in the last week? Uh, well, yep. I think it was the last two weeks. There was in the last two. Weeks? Yeah, there was uh, the yeah. uh, the spa rampage in Atlanta. Uh, there's this thing uh, in Orange County. There's the King Super Col- in Colorado. Colorado. And yeah. Yeah. Hey, America, we're back. Oh, God. I mean, and like, it's like men shouldn't be allowed to have a gun unless they go through a screening process. You know what I mean? Like, well, there needs to be a screening process for everybody, but especially guys, because when you look at mass shootings, it's usually some guy who probably wasn't that nice to ladies growing up. Um, uh, You know, can't get laid. Can't, get, can't laid. get laid, have real bad mommy issues, like maybe broken home, and they, you know, they blame the mom for the dad beating them or the dad leaving. And like, you know, if we, you need to have a psychological assessment before getting a gun. And everybody needs to have like their own therapist that they can see for free. You know, that's why I think like this whole like healthcare revamping that is going to be happening soon. I mean, God bless Joe Biden. You know, he's doing such a great job. Maybe he can help get our mental health under control in this country. I mean, he's already knocking this vaccine stuff out of the park. I mean, I thought I had until at least June to get into shape. And now I'm like, April 15th. Oh, (laughs) shit, I got to up my cardio. You know, like, because I get that, you know, because like the pandemic has not been kind to most people. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I got... I got my, I did a physical and I got my blood work in today and not, I still have more tests coming in, test results coming in, but knock on wood, it's, it's better now than it was the last time I got it done, like a year and a half ago. Like, uh, but I think it's because I was like in the last couple of months, I was like, the pandemic is going to be over soon. Joe Biden's president now, like you've got to get your shit together. How about, uh, uh, pescatarian no dairy no gluten like (laughs) let's handle this shit like like and even with fish i'm trying to do like you know vegan so like my cholesterol is taking a nosedive which is awesome and um i'm just saying like put this podcast on and start doing some squats um (laughs) work out to this podcast 
Um, we'll we'll like try to you, keep it at a at a steady one eighty beats a minute. <laughs> yeah, every every ten every every five minutes, I'm gonna switch your exercise. I'm just gonna yell arm curls, um, <laughs> like, like or bicep curls, bicep curls. You know, uh, and then and then you know you have to do uh, four sets of twenty and just keep adding weight for every every progression. Look, well, guys, <laughs> I I can I can assure you that I've been adding weight uh, since every progression and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I need to up my workout game. You know what though? And and this I this is the cooking tips uh, section of the show that we often tease and make fun of having, but we still wind up having them. Because it is it is, you know, the the spring holiday time of year. And uh, I know I am among many people of multiple faiths who look forward to the big holiday on Monday, uh, which of course is uh, half priced Easter candy day. But uh, we are we are still we're we're rounding out the last couple of days of Passover, and I came up with uh, which I'm sure it's it's been done before because this is one of those like it's so obvious someone has to have done this, but I have never been privy to it, so I'm going to take credit for at least bringing it into my own world and that of those around me. Passover you are limited in what you are allowed to eat and drink, you know, no, nothing raised, uh, very few grains, you know, wheat, oat, barley, spelt, rye, all, all forbidden. So, you know, you make do and, and there are, there are other food options. Of course, matzah is, is your bread replacement for the week. But if, if you're not familiar, I'd be kind of surprised if not, although, Diamond was not. So this is good. He, you know, he teaches me about uh, black history in America, which is actually American history, just left out of the white history books. Uh, and I teach him about Jewish desserts. So the, uh, the macaroon is the standard Passover dessert. It's basically like coconut and egg whites and they're sticky little cookie cakes uh, that, not to be compared to the octoroon. No, totally different. Uh, these, yeah, the, no, this is not based on an eighth. I will share this. <laughs> What's that, Liz? I don't know. Yeah, I turned it off. It was uh, on my... Uh, oh, okay. Time. I thought that was Liz breaking up. No, that was the worst sounding porn I've ever heard in my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. But uh, so if if you're not familiar with macaroons, just find that small Passover section uh, at, at your supermarket. In most places uh, in the country, you can tell it's the Passover section because it's got Hanukkah candles. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's another rant for another time. <laughs> Uh, it, it's amazing. Like any Jewish holiday, even, even here in LA where the town is allegedly run by us, uh, it, it's like, Oh, we still got some of those Jew candles. Yeah. Put them out. They got a holiday happening. Uh, so you get like Shabbat candles on Hanukkah. You get uh, yard site candles for everything, but macaroons are they're They're sort of like dense, sticky cakes. And I thought, well, you could pretty much push that into a pie tin and and make like a pie crust out of it so uh this week i i made uh some mini uh macaroon crust cheesecakes that oh you didn't oh you didn't oh my god uh it yeah uh i i hate myself already but holy oh. crap well i got both oh, my man. shots well oh. yeah and 
you know, I know timing. You got yours uh, just at the end of March. I got mine. I got the one and done Johnson and Johnson. So I guess know when I can come on by and give me a little snacky snack. (laughs) Well, that that would be uh, in in a week week and a half, or you know, roughly uh, two weekends. So okay, so yeah, that's about the fifteenth of April. Uh, yep. 15th is okay, that's right that's on payday and all and everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. The, uh, the snack shop will be open, but yeah, if you're looking for something to do with leftover macaroons or if, uh, you know, you, you are privy to a more savvy supermarket where the macaroons will go on sale Monday because Passover ends Sunday night, uh, get yourself a can of macaroons and, uh, Get busy in the kitchen. Good stuff. Well, I, uh, you, it's funny you say that. You are uh, sick. Just, yes, I am. Just, <laughs> just found out a buddy of mine at the lounge is a bread maker. Uh-oh. He's making me some, uh, what is it, uh, wheat and rosemary with garlic uh, Ooh, bread. God, that sounds good. I mean. Yeah. Well, any- he's getting the rosemary from, uh, from, from Roosevelt. He says, man, I'll bring you. A, he said, dude, rosemary grows at my house like. Like weeds, he said. I'll bring you a bag full. He said because he's going to make him some sourdough. That's so weird because weed grows at my house like rosemary. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, now we got a we got a pie maker friend, and now I got a, also a bread maker friend too. Yeah, we should uh, you know open up a little spot just Carb Central. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that is that is my pro cooking tip for the week. I was a little worried. I didn't know if uh, if the crust would burn or if it would stick to the stick to the tin. Nope, not a problem with either of those. Uh, you know, and then you know, use your favorite cheesecake recipe or what is it? Uh, it was like a one eight ounce package of cream cheese, two eggs, uh, half a cup of sugar. I think maybe a quarter teaspoon of vanilla. I think my uh, my next round, because I did my first round with almond macaroons for the crust. My next round, uh, Manischewitz put out these uh, these red velvet macaroons this Good this old year. That were, oh, I love red velvet. And can't find them anywhere. Like I bought a couple cans like pre Pesach, and now can't find them. So uh, I I did buy some uh, some of the I think they were Strites uh, chocolate macaroons because got to try you know got to try like a chocolate peanut butter uh you know this is this is you do the recipe once and then it's experimentation time so i'm gonna i'm gonna make a round of uh, red velvet macaroon cheesecakes today uh that i'm i'm looking forward to but there you go oh Something. my gosh that sounds so sinfully delicious and and I can't, I can't have any of that until my birthday. I, my my birthday is next week, so oh. I will be having red velvet. Well, you know, we can uh, if if you want to uh, do a little pickup. You know, let me know. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll swing by. Oh, my four year old baby's saying bye. Oh, Ow, just, bye, Ripley. Say hi. <laughs> hi, poo-poo. Yeah. Wow, she knows my my name. <laughs> She calls everybody poo poo. I was in a, a writing meeting for a sketch group, and uh, they were like, and she was like, "I want to say hi to everybody." And I was like, "Okay, go hi, say hi." And she goes, "Hello, buttholes." Um, I, I she's, not not at all like her parents. 
<laughs> she's kind of the best. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would second that. <laughs> very, very right nice. Well, uh, <laughs> let us let us move from from cooking tips to one of the other big stories this week, which time and you already brought it up: the Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis. And for anyone who doesn't know, which if you listen to this podcast, don't know how you would have missed it, but uh, Chauvin is the former Minneapolis cop who killed George Floyd. And I got to say, first of all, shout out to the press, because early on, uh, I, I heard people talking about the George Floyd murder trial, and it's like, well, no, 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 George Floyd was murdered, and that's why there's a trial. But this is not a George Floyd trial. This is the trial of an abusive white police officer in Minneapolis who uh, knelt on a guy's neck for nine minutes. So the Derek Chauvin murder trial, because Derek Chauvin is the accused murderer. And, uh, I mean, this is one of those things, not a lot of room to discuss or debate. If, if you watched it this week, it was heart-wrenching at times uh it i think in a lot of ways and just you know speaking as a white guy it showed a lot of you know time and you like to talk about how you know these things expose what's there and like the the 18 year old woman who who shot the video she was 17 at the time when she shot it the right. the young man uh early 20s who works at the store and how they responded and you know the the strain the mental strain that they've been under since but at the time it was happening the 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 fact that they were basically forced to stand there and accept it that this is part of reality and you know, like I was saying earlier with, it's not black history, it's American history. This right. is not part of their reality. This is part of reality in America. Just, you know, most, most folks, uh, who are on the whiter side of things don't experience it. They don't witness it on the regular. So they don't have to think about it. Well, I, I, uh, I've tried as much as I can to avoid the the whole thing because I know that it, it, it was just a cruel way to die. For them to try and say, the defense says, well, you know, he died from drugs. Really? You know, I mean, that's like when a, a, a person who's an alcoholic gets into a car accident, right? And he ends up living. And you say, man, that guy should be dead. Well, get not in this way. You had a guy who was on your on your neck, cutting off air. Okay, cutting off the blood supply to your brain. He's nervous. He's yeah, the big guy. Now you got him handcuffed. It's 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 like it should be over. You well, and that was guys. that was one of the like most powerful bits of testimony this week was when the, the longest serving officer yeah, is a detective on, on the Minneapolis police department said on the stand, Nope, never been trained to do that. And yeah, that was, that was excessive force. And what kind of force? Well, well said, the, the deadly when did, kind. When did, when did he feel that 
you know, he said, well, once you had him handcuffed and he on the ground, there's no need to put your neck on it, your foot on his neck. Yeah. And, and, and he on his neck. That, you know, All the whole idea that he died because of drugs that were in his system or because of pre existing health conditions. Here's the thing until Derek Chauvin put his knee on George Floyd's neck for for nine plus minutes, George Floyd had fentanyl in his system and he wasn't right. dead. He had hypertension and he wasn't dead. Right. So what what may have happened that led to him being dead that wasn't the case before that? Oh, there was a there was a, a cop with his knee on his neck for nine minutes. Yeah, maybe maybe that had something to do with it. Just well, to, I mean, they had the yeah. guy there who was an MMA fighter. Whoever says it, dude, I know that that move. He said that move will kill you. Mm-hmm. If the MMA fighter is telling you, and who the fuck? That's why, like, I I was at work. You know, I work at probation. Right. And they're talking about, you know, our tools being taken away. I believe. You know, because they say they don't want us putting our hands on the kids and they don't want to take them down. I think we should learn martial arts because, especially the women, these kids are still dangerous. They're being locked up for a reason. If they're bold enough to pull a gun or rob or attack someone instead of just breaking their bones or whatever or throwing them to the ground, martial arts can be a, de- a defense mechanism to, you know, to keep the kid back, they got us doing pin and parry, where they, you, you basically, we turn the person, we hug the person, we lay the person down, <laughs> and they, oh, and we're, they're not criminals, they're clients. So, when you, you you're trying to change all this language and whatever, that has nothing to do with it. Did he rob somebody? Yes, he did. Did we? Do we have him here? Yeah. You know, and if he decides <laughs> to beat up a staff. Or something, or puts hands on them. They should be able to defend themselves. But we're not trying to do bodily harm. Even though, if he attacks you, you have every right within all rule to beat the crap out of yeah. him because your life is in danger. Well, when I worked, uh, or not. when I worked at a music venue, you know that's that's the rule with security. You're not allowed to swing on the patrons, but once they, you know, attack you, game on. Right. But and so I, I just think that you they can try to slice it up all they want. Well They've got you. Okay, this is this is you know it should have been I mean and mind you, black people have had a history with the police for centuries, hundreds of years. I mean, you can go all the way and they, they say there's no connection between the guys who used to go and hunt down slaves and the police department, but there is. There is a history. And so... Well, and in, in some states, it's it's still modern history. It's current history. Right. History in the making. You, you, you get to the point, you know, you got to know when to draw the line. You got to know when to stop. Just because you have that badge on. I'm considered a peace officer. But just because I have that badge doesn't mean it gives me the right to just start fucking people up on because I, I feel that I can't. Right. If you got the guy down, you got four people, one dude. Just like the guy, the guy right now. You thought George Floyd is bad? 
The guy who shot that dude in the back in Wisconsin seven times, okay? He got shot in the back seven times in front of his own kid. And the guy says, I feared for my life. He was running away from you. Well, we thought he was going for a gun. <laughs> assumption is the biggest fuck up of all. Well, that's that's the thing, though, is and I'm not, you know, familiar with Wisconsin specific gun laws, but he could have run away to a store and bought a gun right then and there. You know, like <laughs> like the guy in. Uh, but yet they put money together to keep the little asshole who went to Kenosha with an AR-15. Oh, yeah. Two people, in- including uh, arm, Ricky, Ricky Schroeder. Donated, they donated a million dollars. Former child star, oh, current fascist. Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. yeah, that was Schroeder, was Ricky and, Schroeder? and, and, uh, and uh, Pillow Man. Yeah, Mike oh, Lindell. Yeah, yeah, Pillow Man. Oh, he in trouble. He better, he better <laughs> ask for that money back that he gave because uh, he's going to need it to pay Dominion. He's... Mike Lindell in trouble, girl. I, I, oh. I think... Mike Lindell is more likely now than ever to die of a crack overdose. Uh, just oh a thought gosh. or wishful thinking could go either way. And um, they're, always, uh, they're always shining. Another thing that gets them in trouble. And it's yeah, like, the evangelical. Is that when they start getting real religious? And mm-hmm. that was the whole thing about all this. I'm going to beat your ass in the name of God. You beat slaves and everybody else and Christians and the whole shit in the name of God and Everything's in the name of God. And he thinks, Mike Mandel thinks because he has a cross on, I'm a former crack addict, I'm a former, you're a dickhead, man. Now I know why you get crack. Because you're uh-huh. an idiot. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that, like, Mike Lindell is like, he's like, yeah, I smoked the crack, 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 crack. Crack is illegal, and and, and but he's welcomed with open arms because he put a cross on and was like, like everybody forget about me sucking guys off for crack. I found Jesus. No. But then, but then... But then uh, George Floyd has fentanyl, legal substance that the opioid uh, pharmaceutical company, I think it was, was it was it Dow, deliberately put a product on the market that they knew would get people addicted. And well, then, that was Purdue. Oh, Purdue. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Purdue. Oh, the yeah. The other college. And, uh, it was the other college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, well, thank God that John Ossoff uh, made quick work of uh, David Perdue in Georgia, and hopefully they'll never have a, a, nobody from that that disgraced, uh, you know, uh, a war profiteer, opioid family, pandemic, uh, you know, profiteer family will be able to occupy a political office ever again. But the fact that, like, you know, George Floyd, if you know, if he had he had trace amounts of a legal substance that was created. expressly for him to become addicted to and he is somehow they're trying to like evangelicals in the right wing media are trying to vilify him for that and whereas like mike uh, mike lindell can like like smoke all the cracky ones and matt gates can like take ecstasy and pay little girls to have sex with him and like put it in the memo line of his fucking like 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 a, a transaction like a Venmo transaction that's like sex with you know memo line like thanks for uh, sex underage female you know like uh, <laughs> crossing state lines like what a fucking idiot and like and like these guys they're like bending over backwards to try to make excuses for this guy but a guy just trying to like he we don't even know if George Floyd knew if that the bill was was counterfeit and even if he did. 
that's no reason to kill him. It's just like, hey, man, like, uh, this transaction cannot be completed, my friend. You know, but that's try, why the try kids somewhere all else. screwed up now. Because he was like, dude, if I had, if I just saw this, just told him I don't accept the 20, this man would be alive today. But I called the cops, and if this is what you guys are doing to people, fuck, I don't want to call the police because somebody's going to die. Yeah. It's that's very, how the American people feel. Well, I should say, that's how colored people, people of color, feel that when they call the cops, they're always believing, damn. It's a death sentence. Somebody going to die. Well, it's very interesting to see how people who did not directly cause his death are experiencing guilt over George, George Floyd's death, whereas the cop who actually did it, and it's on tape from multiple angles, is somehow being like, no, 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 I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And we're like, and every, everybody is like, bitch, we saw you. And they're like, why you call me bitch? Oh, would you, would you prefer murderer and guilty? Okay, let's. I won't call you little bitch anymore. How about guilty defendant? You get to go to jail now. You know, I, yeah. or you'll be lucky if they call you bitch. We'll call you a convict. I think that's one of the other interesting things about this is, aside from trying to uh, pin the blame on George Floyd himself for having the, the audacity to die while underneath a, a police officer, uh, the, the Chauvin defense is also claiming that uh, the police officers were afraid because there was a crowd gathering. And I I think he was insinuating that they were afraid of the crowd, but I think what they were actually afraid of was accountability. Uh, because, and, you know, I'll, I'll use the same logic that uh, the, the police and quote-unquote law and order Republicans have used for years, you know, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to be afraid of. Yeah, I know that when I'm often afraid of bodily harm, I put my hands in my pockets and issue a smug smile. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do, because I'm very afraid, and I just have to, my hands need to feel warm. I'm putting them in my in my, in my my pockets now so that I cannot defend myself if I need to. Uh, angry, angry crowd that didn't show up until like minutes into the murder that was happening. Like we're, uh, and, and if they were also afraid of this crowd, why are three of them on one guy and one guy's just standing there going, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. You know, like you're afraid. How much of it? I mean, that's what Mr. I mean, I, I thought it was really hard and it hit, I'm sure it hit people even harder. To hear the old black man who oh. said that he felt helpless and he was boohooing, man. Mm -hmm. That shit hit me in my gut. And I was saying, see, this is why I didn't want to watch this shit because it's stuff like this. Guy reminds you of, a, of an uncle or a, 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 you know, someone's dad who's breaking down and he felt, he felt helpless because he talked to the cop. He said, man, what are you doing? You didn't have to do that. Yeah, he was, you know he was out of control. I'm like, yeah, but goddamn, you got him, you got him cuffed. But He's that's you know that's the thing with a lot of these situations that we've seen. It's like it the 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 person you know who died, who got killed at the hands of police, normally wasn't out of control, and you know, in a lot of times, a lot of the tapes that I've I've seen on the news, you know, they're they're calm as fuck because as you know, white people have learned recently black children get the talk from their parents uh, and it's not a general the talk that you, you know, think of. It's the one that says, do not give the police any reason to kill you. Uh, you know, so 
it's it's a it's a situation where yeah the the people are afraid of the police and like you were saying at the beginning of this time you know it's like you don't want to call the police because chances are real good that if you are black and you call the police because of something, you are the one that is going to end up best case scenario in handcuffs, worst case scenario, as it often is in the grave. So, well, I mean, look, I mean, if you look at the guy who they had in New York, he was he's a black dude running around butt naked. His brother called the police. Said my brother's acting weird. He's tripping. The dude was schizophrenic. They put a bag over his head because he was spitting at the cops and everything. They end up shooting that dude. They shot him. He he's naked. They shot him. Uh, Every, and you know what they said? We're fearing for our life. It's cold as fuck outside. How are you fearing for your life, dude? It's cold. He's going to even. I mean, this dude's naked. I don't understand not unless he's going to shoot you with his pecker. But <laughs> hey, you know, shit. And dead. Every time they call, dead. And it's so insane. It's so unfortunate because, like, like a uh, um, apparently, and I just uh, just found this out. Apparently, there was a a, a mass a serial rapist and murderer who was going through black neighborhoods, just raping and murdering black women, and people did not want to cooperate with the investigation because they're like, we're going to get killed. Uh, either by the cops or by this guy, but at least with this guy, we can kind of band together as a community and try to protect each other. But with the cops, if we invite the cops in and into our homes, you know, and report all of the stuff that's happening, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because that gave this guy permission, you know, to, to just keep raping and murdering people. And they eventually caught him uh, because, they, they, uh, they, got, they got the, um, the attack of DNA white lady or from something? a family member. Oh, yeah. They had, they had the DNA from a family member who had ate pizza. And that's how they got him. Traced <laughs> <laughs> it back to him. Because they couldn't, they said, this, this person is not here. And when they did, it was him. So that's how they got him. Well, uh, he was raping a lot of black women. Um, and they, they still don't know. They, they lost count of how many he did, but he, raped a few. I've been doing it for years. I do want to move on because, you know, we've been talking about systemic oppression uh, on a one-on-one basis, but as we truly, truly saw this week, uh, and, you know, we've been seeing it for years, but a lot of people chose not to look, that uh, if not beating up individuals, uh, white white folks like to find ways to oppress uh, blacks as a whole, uh, usually by taking away their rights or trying to suppress them as we saw in Georgia this week with their new voter suppression laws. And uh, Texas is trying similar stuff. Arizona, it's going on in in a lot more states. Forty three red states, actually. And yeah, and I think uh, you know it it is good. Like Major League Baseball this week announced that they were pulling the All Star game from Atlanta because they don't want the money going to the state and. This largely goes to the Players Association. You know, we're not going to give, I guess, give some credit to the owners for for coming around and eventually doing the right thing. But props go to the Players Association for basically forcing the the team owners and and the league to 
do something about this. And I think it's, it's, I, I don't necessarily want to lump major league baseball in with Coca-Cola and with Delta, but in a way they, they are all of the same ilk that they did the right thing. Eventually Delta sort of went through three phases of, you know, silence and then, well, there, you know, yeah, there's some good parts to the law and then, oh no, no, this is, this is very bad. This, we, we do not support this. Yeah, because they just got money from Biden. Right. Well, they, you know, they did it because they found out that a lot of their customers and around the, around the country, not just folks in Georgia where they're based, were like, well, I guess we're not going to fly Delta anymore. And Delta Delta got woke very quickly. Uh, same with Coca-Cola. But for all three of these companies, none of them got woke in time to prevent the bill from passing. Right. And they all could have. So... You know, reluctant applause to to the folks who aren't, you know, doing anything in a timely fashion. Now you go to Texas where they're trying to pass similar laws. And I mean, largely because of what happened in Georgia, I you don't know if these companies would have spoken up until after, like what happened. But because they saw how, how Coke and Delta were were getting raked over the coals american airlines and dell computers who are who are based in texas have spoken out against the possibility of texas passing similar laws so you know i mean i you know they they have you know dave this is for black people it is really nothing new I mean, they knew when, and this was every time that black folks would even make a move to prominence, you know, that they that they were moving forward. They knew how important, they told them that, and you know, you really won't get where you need to go. Or doctor, it was actually Dr. Claude Anderson who stated, until you get to the point where you can have a say in the voting, you'll never get the things that you want. And if you go back, in history with voting, especially black folks. Hell, Dave, I, I could have never got them damn jelly beans right. You know, they made you, they, they, you had to count how many, you had to guess how many jelly beans was in the jar. I'd have never got that shit. Count, you know, the counting spaces, they, they'd make up all kinds of shit just to avoid them from voting. And now, and you're still doing it. You know, you're still digging to find a way. Why? There's a you, you, because you see what's coming. You know that our country is a multicultural country, and you know unless you join on the bandwagon, remember everybody's going to be brown by 2040. Get over it. And and Texas is going to go blue in the next election cycle. It's if you look at the percentage gains of Democrats. You know, like Romney carried it by 16, then Trump carried it by eight, then Cruz carried it by uh, three. And now in this last election, it was down to like one percent. Like it next time it's going to trend and it's going to be Democrats at least plus two percent. 
So well, that's I mean that's that's the thing though is that this is the way that the the population and opinion is tracking, but and this is what the Republicans are trying to prevent is that that's that's the way the people are going, but that doesn't necessarily take into account how far the Republicans are going to go to rig the system in their favor and preserve minority rule. Well, wait, but you can't keep what they also need to understand, though. Because of salaries stagnating, because of the poor getting poorer, those that were supposedly middle class are not middle class anymore. So I can't keep voting for something that's not in my favor because I'm just white. Because you're not helping me. If I keep voting that way, okay, remember... When Biden said I'm gonna I'm gonna raise taxes on who? Those making four hundred thousand. Well, if you look at the average American, okay, he's not making four hundred grand. <laughs> okay, so then no, they're they're not helping me. We got the fourteen hundred dollars. Now they're trying to tell a lie. You have a business owner stating that well they won't come back to work because they're out there just collecting their checks. Well, wait a minute, motherfucker, you think I'm supposed to be happy only making three hundred a week? Because somebody you know that that you go. You want me to come back to work, but you're not going to pay me what I'm worth. You want me to come back and work for less. That's not right. You need to pay me what I'm supposed to be getting in order to bring this back. See, this is this is tied into a lot of things, and you just can't. I mean, when the, the small business owner right now, guess who's helping his ass? You're getting them socialism checks to get your business back on track. <laughs> the same fucking socialism checks that Amazon got. And the reason why they're not paying, he's never paid taxes. Doesn't pay into. And they're and that you can't keep selling people the same old shit. And I don't know if you saw the article, Dave, on um, uh, the orange man back uh, who used to be over the, uh, who was the speaker. Oh, was the guy John was, Boehner. John Boehner. Yeah. Oh Boehner, my gosh, I love Well, oh, I love yeah. his Ted Cruz disses. Uh, well, I mean, John Boehner's a piece of shit, but, but, but here's yeah, the thing I, I because I was going to I was going to tie this in. I was going to bring up Boehner later. But Boehner uh for for those who don't remember, he he was the uh leather seat colored uh, uh, speaker of the house when the Republicans, it, it was really weird. The, he had a, he had a, like a, I don't know if it was like pigskin, like for a football, but he had a leather chair in his office. That was the exact same color as his fake tan face, uh, which was really disturbing. But, uh, Boehner has been, re- he wrote his memoirs and he's been recording the audiobook version of his memoirs, which I I well we'll we'll get to it in just a second but just from listening to the clip the the news stories have been going around that he's he's been enjoying his wine uh man likes a, a nice glass of red so he's been enjoying wine while he's he's recording the audiobook version of his memoirs and I would say even if you didn't know that he was a fan of wine you would know that he was drinking something, uh, not only because of the content, but also because of the delivery. Let's let's give this a listen. This is a clip from. This is legit. This isn't like a comedy bit. Uh, it is, but this is legitimately 
a clip from John Boehner's recording of his memoirs. Uh, Freedom means you can be a genius and invent new products that make you millions of dollars and helps millions of people. It means you're free to work your way to becoming the first in your family to go to college. It means you're free to reach as high as you want, no matter where you came from, even if you're a little kid sweeping a bar out in southwest Ohio. Take it from me. You'll never know where you'll end up. That's freedom. I'll raise a glass to that any day. P.S. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Ted Cruz, like even Heidi <laughs> Cruz hates Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz hates Ted Cruz. Like, like I love, like I, I hate, I, I don't like John Boehner, but I, I will raise a glass to P.S. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. And like, I'm reminded of um, Al Franken's uh, remarks uh, regarding uh, Ted Cruz, where he says, um, "There's, there's two, like- ty- two types of people in Washington: people who hate Ted Cruz and Ted Cruz." <laughs> The other one, which is which is even better, it's um uh I and I like Ted Cruz more than most of my co- uh, He says I like I like Ted Cruz more than most of my uh, Senate colleagues, and I hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I even like, even Lady G, Lindsey Graham, uh, theirself said, if Ted Cruz was murdered in the Senate and the trial was held in the Senate, there would be no conviction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it is, it is repugnant. I I was going to say, Dave, you know, John Baynard uh, brought in, you know, all these psychos. I mean, he's part of that. The reason why he got out just in time as all these young uh, new, like the Matt Gates. Well, like Ted Cruz. Well, and this is this is why I was going to bring him up and bring him into this is that you know people talk about the the Tea Party and you know Boehner's at least you know from what I've been reading, uh, at least part of Boehner's memoirs are sort of a mea culpa that you know this didn't this happened on his watch, but he didn't bring it in that the the. Ted Cruz's and the the whole Tea Party thing was able to rise despite quote unquote sound Republican leadership, which is a load of crap. The the thing is, is that the Republicans have been allowing little shit like this to go on ostensibly in the background. They used to be, you know, all about keeping the quiet part quiet. But letting the the corruption and things go on because it gave them the edge. And then Frankenstein's monster, lo and behold, got a little out of control. And next thing you know, pitchforks and torches and and Jews will not replace us. Um, (laughs) You know, it's it's. I didn't know if they ever wanted to replace them. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think if we replace them with nicer them white people, we don't want to replace them, them ourselves. Uh, but, right. uh, but the thing is, it's you know, you see, and I there are there are people like you know some of the folks with the Lincoln Project or like Charlie Sykes with the Bulwark, who I I do genuinely believe that they are aghast at what the Republican Party has become. But what I think is missing from a lot of that 
is their acknowledgement of their own responsibility for perpetuating the circumstances that allowed it to become what it did, if not actively moving things in that direction anyway themselves before they came to you know, we have senses. a bingo we have a bingo <laughs> on the board it's it's you know it's what has allowed things to culminate and i i think there's a good place to to wrap things up with what's going on with matt gates who is uh the the representative from florida the guy who looks like kenneth copeland fucked pizza rat um and then um, and then they uh, gave I it veneers him, uh, Lurch, if he were a pedophile. <laughs> well, no, if because so well, new, alleged is he the new uh, new Epstein? Is that what he considers? Oh no, he hasn't I been. Think- he he hasn't been new at this for years. Uh, this has been going on for a while, and and that's the thing. Going going back to the the original point of Republicans perpetuating this kind of stuff. There there are stories coming out this week from his colleagues in the Senate who knew that he was involved in, at the least, unseemly. You know, they may not have known about the illegal nature of what he was doing, allegedly, but they knew it was unseemly. uh, And there was a story, I think, in the Daily Beast uh, that we, we put into the flipboard this week about how... You know, Republicans have been waiting for a Matt Gates scandal to happen. They knew it was all but inevitable. And so the thing is, you know, Democrats, even against our better interests, will cut shit out at the get-go, generally. Right. You know, we, we have un- learned unfortunate lessons, but, oh, there's allegations mere allegations against Al Franken. Oh, there are pictures that are being taken out of context. Well, we got to get rid of Al Franken, but the Republicans have been cool with having the Matt Gates's, the, the Roy Moore's, the Donald Trump's. They, they are what's the willing. King? What's the guy? King, King, Steve King. Steve oh, King, King. the guy was, yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking more, supremacy. right. I'm speaking more about like the, the pedophiles and sex offenders. I mean, the racists, that's, that's not a bug. That's a feature, but yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's, Trump, that's something Acosta. that unless it gets like way out of hand, like it did with Steve King, where they can't deny it anymore. They're fine with it. Racism is, is built in. It is part of the platform. Pedophilia though, um, not as much, but if they've got pedophiles that are popular with the people, they're willing to downplay and, and outright ignore the alleged pedophilia because it still works to their advantage. And they've been Nick doing that. They've been doing the that FBI for changed. years. Right. And, but they've been ignoring it for years because of what they see as the gains and Hey, now, you know, chickens are home to roost. Yeah, I mean, you're showing pictures in the chamber while Nancy Pelosi's up speaking, while people are speaking, you know, and you just, hey, guys, look at this chick I banged last night. Where's your viewer? You know, you can't. Did you hear that? Cr- oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I 
didn't mean to interrupt you. Did no, you no. hear that creepy ass phone message that uh, Greenberg and Gates left on um, a representative from Florida, as a female Democratic representative from Florida's answer, like like voicemail? No. They were like, "You're the future of the Democratic Party, man. We want to meet you. Let's hang out, man. We think that you're you've got uh, a what did they say? We think you've got some really like." It was like lovely or beautiful attributes. We want to hang out with you. You know, let's get to know each other. And uh, she's like, and uh, that creeped me out. Um, and she like, she like, tur- find it when you get done here. She, uh, I heard it on the radio yesterday and they played the message and it's just so creepy. It's just like, so like. Like those two guys at the comedy club who every, like, every girl is like, that guy's a straight up, like, fucking rapist. Don't hang out with him. And he's like, somehow gets your number and is like, hey, man, let's party, man. I really liked your set. You know, like, uh, like, uh, that, you know, like, like your jokes, you know, are really good. And you're like, you know, nothing about me. You just want to, like, you know, like, you know, uh, like, put, show me your peen, you know, um, uh, but yeah, it's t- it's totally gross. So they would like sexually harass like the you know I'm sure AOC has some like Matt Gates creeping on her you know because she fine um, uh, <laughs> some, like Matt Gates creeping on her stories you know like dude, that guy man like it, as soon as I saw him I was like like you know don't use mace on this guy you use wasp spray you know what i mean <laughs> like you like you just empty the can in his eyes Kills like you're privilege like, fast. like 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 he, this guy is you know like you can totally tell with these guys like i can tell from a picture if he's a republican you know and it's just like an on a fender locator you get the app like i can tell you <laughs> from <laughs> from their mugshot what they did it's 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 crazy and i think a lot of women have this have this especially if you were a woman raised by sociopaths like you have this ability to like be like oh i can judge a book by its cover uh, that guy's a pedophile that think- guy that guy exposed himself to a kid you know under 14 years and that guy uh likes to attack ladies at the mailbox like like you're like i know exactly what you did and Matt Gates, man, he looks exactly like what he is. And he's like this guy who like has attacked people his entire life. He killed his roommate. You Allegedly. know, he's got like six DUIs and his daddy, who's a judge and was like, a, well, his dad a, was a, uh, in charge of the, state, the senator. state Senate. Yeah. As, and yeah, I think like that got him out of it. That's one of the issues here is that for his whole life, if not his adult life, just uh, like Matt Trump. Gates has had his dad pulling his ass out of the fire every time. And I think this time it may be a little, little too much of a fire there. So where's your dad now there? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think even his dad is probably disassociating himself. <laughs> uh, Matt Gates. No, I never knew him. Uh, oh, uh, low level coffee boy, but I never, I never <laughs> talked to him. <laughs> I never hung out with him. I love uh, how Mr. Like, Gates, they were like, it's your don't, son. If you're a Republican, don't get your picture with Matt Gates. Like, I love that they were like, um, uh, like even Bill Barr was like, oh, Matt Gates is going to be there. Oh, I cannot. going to cancel my reservation. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the, the large point is that the Republicans, as long as they see some sort of potential gain, 
are willing to have pedophiles and sex offenders allegedly uh in in their presence and in the senate you know it's it's the same thing i'm not saying marjorie taylor green is a pedophile but she's a fucking psychopath but oh yeah you know republicans say hey well you know that that appeals to the psychopath wing of our party so let's just you know we'll ignore the the outrage and try and downplay it and what the hell? They and- love pedos. They love pedos because it t- teaches women at an early age what their worth is. Yeah, I can understand you know? that. Well, it's a, it's a. That's why they love the Roy Moores who attack little girls. They love the Matt Gateses who attack little girls. They love Donald Trump who rapes a thirteen-year-old. They love they 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 you know like they uh, uh they and then they'll use like you know like Leviticus. To justify, you know, like right. having sex with their own kids, you know, well, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they need a change. I hate that they have, like, taken an elephant, which is one of the most noble creatures. They just need to replace the elephant as their mascot and just have it be like a, a, a like a white van with black <laughs> elephants. Like, that should be the new GOP symbol. And it has like a burning cross on the side, you know, like, like, because that's what it is. It's pedophiles and racists. Get on the Klan van, vote Republican. Right. Do you like to burn crosses while having sex with an under, having sex with a little girl who you're going to toss five bucks to and say, now, uh, now you've got a job, young lady. Well, then we've got a place for you in the Republican party. Like, uh, like there's just so like Hillary was so kind when she said deplorable you know yeah. like it, well, speaking it, it was like the kind but the, uh, don't speaking you think she was proven right though oh Hillary oh, was multiple right about times. every goddamn thing yeah Hillary and that's was right you know if if QAnon doesn't come out as hard against Matt Gates as they came out against Hillary Clinton they're gonna have to just admit that they're fine with with child abuse it's pizza they hate well, they didn't give, you know, I mean, they didn't do anything about Sandy Hook. So, hey. Yeah. Know. Well, you know, it's, it, you know, I guess this is what they want to save the children for. Folks like Matt Gates and Roy Moore and Donald Trump. So, on- yeah, that's why they're anti-abortion. They don't care about the kids. They just want dibs on raping them once they come <laughs> out of their mom. Dibs on kids. The Republican Party. Well, I think uh, that's, you know, as long as we're doing uh, slogans for Republicans, marketing ain't free, kids. So Republicans, if you want more like that, just reach out. Uh, But I I think that is a a good place to wrap it up. Uh, As I mentioned earlier in the show, this is uh, sort of a big holiday weekend Passover wrapping up Sunday at sundown and Sunday at sunrise. It is Easter Easter safety tip, if Dick Cheney asks you to go with him on an egg hunt, do not go. <laughs> Unless you're Matt Gates. Yeah, I, I would say. Liz Cheney, oof, chef's kiss. Only Momentary. Trump and Matt Gates can make me like Liz Cheney. Uh, I still don't like her, but I like some of the things she's done recently. Right. <laughs> I root for her in these particular instances. You know, I... Uh, it it's sort of like uh, love love the sinner hate the sin. It's like ah, uh, you know I still hate the sinner, but I like some of their good deeds. Yeah, it's like um, Professor X and Magneto putting aside their differences, you know, to take down uh, Colossus. 
there's or apocalypse. I'm sorry. There's a greater good that occasionally needs to be served. So there you yeah. have it. Well, uh, on all these happy notes, I think that's a good place to end the show for this week. But I want to thank you guys for being with us. Uh, time and ship always a pleasure should you so desire where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days weeks and months uh well you can get me on time and ship at wibbly.com it's my website you can get time and ship at instagram time and ship at twitter time and ship at facebook and time and ship at linkedin you can get my book my east st louis on amazon.com as well as my CD, Universal Brother, which is also in CD Baby and iTunes and Spotify. Right on. Well, thank you once again for being with us, and uh, happy Easter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'll be able to take me a nap. That's what I tell you. Hey, there you go. Just, uh, you know, more than three days, consult your doctor. Yeah. Roll away the stone, at least. Leon Russell. Liz Stewart, thank you so much for being with us today. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? I am uh, at uh, I'm Liz Stewart. I'm crowning on Instagram and Liz Stewart Comic on Twitter. Um, and uh, hey, if you watch my special, uh, uh, it'll help fund my next special. And I, I just figured out the title for it. It's going to be called Don't Get in the Van. Um, uh, and <laughs> where I can interweave like uh, raising a little girl to defend herself and also raising America to not be Republicans. So uh, that's the that's the, the wow. thesis I'm that's, going with. I, I'm digging it already. I will. I'm going to write. Tune in. I'm jotting it down. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you know, we are we are an inspirational show. Inspirational, you educational. Really not quite muppetational, but we're working on that. <laughs> so we'll get there someday. We'll find it. Muppetational. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find, <laughs> how'd you like that for a segue? Uh, you can find me on the social media, Facebook, Dr. David Robinson, all spelled out some dots in there in the strategic points. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down, and I believe I'm also Stand Up Fall Down on Instagram, but I very rarely post there. So, you know, join me on Instagram for a big surprise. Who knows? This show, as you probably already know, is also on the socials. We are on Facebook at Let's Be treasonable all spelled out and on the twitter we are at l-e-t-s-b-t-r-e-a-s-o-n-a-b-l we take off the e's and pass the savings on to you the listener speaking of you the listener want to thank you for listening if you liked what you heard tell everyone you know rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening even on the platforms where you're not if you got the time why the hell not it's fun and it'll give you something to talk about with all your friends when you're able to gather because everyone's vaccinated finally so give yourself something to talk about give other people something to talk about and that would be us talking about what we talk about if you didn't like what you heard well not sure why you're still tuned in but thanks for listening anyway make you a deal you don't tell anyone we won't tell anyone everybody's 
happy. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to you. We will be back sounding good next week in one form or another. Until then, stay masked, get your vaccine when you can, and we will see you soon. Goodbye. P.S. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. (laughs) 